I'm AC Brown, and you're listening to Is My Aura On Straight, a podcast designed to help you start living from your core instead of your conditioning. Each week, we'll have deep conversations that will help you create a powerful transformation that shifts your perspective in life, love, and business with topics ranging from spiritual self-development, human design, astrology, metaphysics, and everything in between. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? I am your host, AC Brown. I am your psychic channel, oracle, voice of truth, spiritual guide, and teacher. And I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? I know it's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you uh, without a dope beat to step to, step to, step to. Okay, sorry. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> Songs just pop in my head. But besides that, I want to thank you all for rocking with me all this time with this podcast. I was about to stop doing the podcast. But I had to recenter myself. A lot has been going on. And we're going to talk about that and some lessons I've learned and how that helps you and all of that other stuff. But first, I wanted to read an excerpt of a section in a book I started writing in 2020. I might continue writing the same book or it might be something different. But when I was going through some of my files, I was just like, oh, this is where I'm at right now. And it's interesting how I wrote this two years ago and here I am and I'm moving past this, but I feel, feel like it can help someone. So let's start here and let us continue after that with updates and all the other good stuff. So here we are. You're at a crossroads. It's you and your old self looking each other in the eyes on the verge of tears, knowing that one of you has to let go. That person that has to let go is the new you, the healed version of you, the multiple therapy sessions you, the you that wants more for yourself then you've been conditioned to believe you can have. The problem is you don't know how to say goodbye. The old version of yourself has protected you and kept you safe from harm. Your old version helped you create the walls that kept you safe from inner child wounds, untrustworthy family and friends, lovers that scorned you, and environments that seemed okay, but turned out to be toxic. You have to look the old you in the eyes and thank them and say goodbye because they have gotten you as far as you could go. Before you go, you must forgive the person you used to be. It's the only way to walk a new path to the life you truly desire. It's time to draw a line in the sand and never look back. Forgiving the person you used to be will be one of the hardest things you'll ever do. It's not because you want to hold on to your old behaviors. 
it's because those behaviors saved your life at times when you needed to be saved. Your old self operated in unhealthy families, unhealthy careers, and relationships. The person who you used to be helped you become who you are today. It built your character and helped you learn lessons about yourself that no teacher could teach you. All of that deserves loyalty. The person that helps you make it through those storms deserves faithfulness that no human is able to give. It may feel like it's your duty to soldier up and ride into the battlefields with your old self, but the war is over and it's time to wave your white flag. You no longer have to fight for your life. You survived and now it's time to thrive. Now it's time to step into your calling. Now it's time to go after your dream career. Now it's time to live a life that is made for TV. This all is possible after you forgive your old self. So you're able to step into you 2.0 fully and unapologetically. Forgiveness starts with the parts of you that felt the most broken. Identify what protected you from getting hurt. Address those wounds and say thank you. Forgive the person who you used to be for making the wrong choices in love. Forgive yourself for putting yourself in situations that only faith brought you out of. Forgive yourself for carrying generational emotions that you've never been taught how to shake. The only way you can move forward is through. You cannot make the phone call to speak your peace to your parents. You cannot afford to write a letter to your younger self and tell them how much you love them. You cannot pass go and collect what's truly meant for you until you address what's behind your mental and emotional walls. Joy is yours for the taking. Happiness is yours for the taking. Thriving in your fullness is yours. Forgive, say thank you, and never look back. I hope that helps someone because it helped me. <laughs> it's helping me. And like I said, I wrote that in 2020. So we'll see where that takes me um, and we'll, where that takes you. But I hope that gave you some solace in whatever you're going through, because I, I felt like someone needed to hear that instead of me holding on to it for whatever book that's going to be birthed through me. <laughs> but anywho, here we are. <laughs> And it's been a while. Um, I moved and my dog died. That's what I was going to title this. But I said, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Um, I made a big move to another state. And it has been the biggest blessing, but also some of the biggest heartache because I moved here where I'm at. I'm in the South now. and. About three weeks after I moved, my dog died. My baby died and she died on my birthday. How symbolic. I was born at a particular time and I always stay up and celebrate my birthday 
from the time that I was born and my dog literally died an hour and 30 minutes after that. She started having complications and I was holding her while she took her last breath. And I've had that dog since she was born and I miss her. The grieving process has been extremely interesting just because I come from a dog family. Everybody has a dog or has had a dog. We've always had dogs or animals around. And this is the first time in my life where I'm not a dog owner. And if you follow me on Instagram, you see my mom just got a new dog after her dogs passed away about three years ago. And so she decided I'm going to I'm going to get another dog. So I, I get to have another puppy in my life. I call him Pocket Puppy because he was super tiny, but his name is Prada. I did not vote on that name. Everybody else in the family did, but I didn't. He's a cutie, so I get to experience that. But I miss my dog and I miss what I miss the most is the routine of caring for someone as a healer, as a guide and teacher, as a channel, as someone who is in service to others or others' journeys, I'm a natural nurturer. So I have to put all of that energy now into myself. And to be quite honest, putting the 100, 1000% focus on myself has been scary as hell just because I'm not used to that. I'm used to having another entity, another living thing that I'm looking after, that I am caring for. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about the work that I do is because I know what it's like to not have people who are there for you all the time. And I had a conversation with someone who's a healer as well. And it's, it's lonely, not even going to lie. And I was talking to another friend of mine and we were just talking about love and what I, at this time in my life, as I'm elevating to new levels and seeking new things, how much a partner in my life would be amazing just because it's not even, it's, it's this interesting thing that it's mostly because so I can have someone to care for me. And that sounds so odd, but when you have a life of even advocacy and you're an advocate or you do any type of service work or you're a mom or you're a dad or you are a caregiver, you don't realize how much you care for others and how you start feeling that that lack. And yes, I'm caring for myself and self-care. I'm living, living, I'm living the life, but it would be nice to have someone to care for me in the way that I care for others. So I'm calling that in. It's going to happen, but that's not what we're here for. <laughs> but I've made some decisions and this is what today's episode is about is decisions. Like I said, I was going to stop doing the podcast because I just didn't know not that it wasn't good or anything like that, or that people weren't listening. I had to figure out how can the podcast be what I need it to be, not only for you all who listen, but for myself. And so I was filming the podcast and I was trying to do that, but that's not where it's at for me. My voice is what people love. My voice is what people listen to. So I'm going to 
make this the best audio version of myself <laughs> and I'll still have guests, but it will just be audio because that is the highest frequency that I emit is the vocal part of myself, of my being. So that's where I'm going to keep it at. So I hope you all will continue to listen and continue to engage and to continue to get inspired by the people I have on here, the things that I have to say, because we are in a space of transition as a collective. And I know everyone is feeling it. I know everyone is like, what the fuck is going on? And I have some insight about that. And I want to talk about that because I feel that with the panini, the pandemic, we're being forced back into a life that did not or doesn't serve us. We got to hang out at home. Some people are still there and we got to enjoy the comforts of ourselves. And now we're almost being forced back out into the world. But I feel like there's a shift coming that there's going to be a realignment, a reassessment with everyone's being, with everyone's soul. And you all are going to be forced to make a decision. And the decision that you'll have to make is how do you want to live, not just exist, not just be in this cycle of the same, but how do you want to live? And I want you to really contemplate and really consider that and write that down. What does living look like to you? We were on pause for a very long time and that was on purpose. It got many of us out of situations that we didn't want to be in. We all got clarity for sure of who we are, how and why we are, where we want to go. But how do you want to live? How do you want to be in the world? What does that really look like for you? Who are you doing that with? Why are you doing it with them? You know, what does that mean for work? What does that mean for love? What does that mean for your health? Because one thing I know for sure, as we move into this new age of being, it's only going to happen if you do it. And, you know, I hate this, this word, no one's coming to save you. I don't truly believe that. I believe that people are put in our path to assist us and open doors for us, but we still have to walk through them. We still have to make the decision to open the door, to turn the knob, to put the key in. So I don't truly believe that no one's coming to save you, but I believe that you have to take the final steps to save yourself. So what decisions are you making going forward? How do you want to operate in the world? Do you want to travel more? Do you want to experience better relationships? Do you want to explore the world? Do you want to switch careers? It's really up to you to look yourself in the mirror and say, this is what I want and be unapologetic about that. To be 10 toes down, like, nope, this is what I want. This is how I want it. 
because let me tell you something. We are halfway through the year. Listen, I decided to move on a Wednesday. I got approved for my place on a Saturday and I moved seven weeks later. My life is completely different. I am in love with where I live. I'm in love with my place. I'm in love with myself. Like that was just so different six months ago. So you can change. You can make the decision to change, to make a new way for yourself, but you have to make that decision. Like pull the plug already, (laughs) like pull the trigger. Don't wait for someone else's inaction or disappointment or their lack of doing something for you to make the decision on how you're going to move forward. Pull the trigger. What do you want to do? And move in that energy because that energy is confident. That energy is safe. That's the safest route for you. I know we like to have security and safety, but we have to find it in ourselves first. We have to be so strong in our being that no matter how the chips fall, the way the wind blows, we have us. You have you. So as you're making these decisions, as you're moving forward over the next few weeks, next few months, how do you have your back? How do you look yourself in the mirror and say, yo, I got you. Every morning I wake up and I say to myself, I got you. I don't know where where that's taken us, but I got you because that's all I can find comfort in is having my own back. Would I like someone else to have my own back? Would I like to have love? Would I like to have, you know, certain people check on me? All Yes. But at the end of the day, I have to make sure that I have myself. And I say this to everyone who is listening, have your own back. Make this the season of putting yourself first. Make this the season of making decisions that truly empower your being, empower your soul. You feel the pull, you feel the energetic alignment, you feel the spiritual ascension that's happening for you, whether that's in your career, whether that's in your health, whether that's in your romantic relationships, your platonic relationships, listen to that. You can't go wrong listening to what the intuition, what your body is pulling you to. There's a lesson. There's a reason for that. We can't control that, but it's there. So make that decision. And my guides always say people got to start getting like you got to make that decision. You got to figure out what life looks like. How do you want to live? Write that down. And I know this is, you know, it might be coming off as I don't know how it's coming off, but (laughs) make that decision. And so, you know, here are some ways And I talk about this in my Healing the Wound program that you can make that decision. And it's for me, it's all starts with your values. If you don't know what your values are, then start there. You have to be really concrete and really, really firm on your values. And 
I want you to research your values. I want you to pick your top five values. And if things don't align with your values, people, work, love, family, then it's got to go. And I always, you know, sell people is because they're like, oh, my value is freedom. I'm like, is it really? Or is it flexibility? I want you all to pick your top five values. Start there. That's how you can really make decisions on how you want to live. If you can base everything around your values, then you are onto something. But if you don't know what your values are and what is seeped in your bones, in your being that you can live by, then it's going to be hard for you to to make decisions about stuff. It's going to be challenging. And don't just pick values because they sound good. You know, freedom, love is about really research the word on what that means. Because if, like I said, if you can pick those values, like one of my values is innovation. That is key for me. I always want to be learning something new. I always want to be making things new. If I am not doing things that are birthing something new or learning something new, I don't want it. And that's with everything relationships have to be new and not saying that relationships can't be the same, but we always have to be talking about new stuff. I love, I absolutely love my friends who I talk to on a daily basis. We're always talking about what's next, what we're doing, what we're innovating, how we're making things different. Innovation is a core value of mine. That is super important to me. If, if we're not learning something new, if I'm not growing in a certain way, I don't want to be involved. But that for me is a core value. So I can stand 10 toes down in that. And I live by that. If it's not aligning with that part of my life, I don't really want to do it. I don't, I don't want that. And so that's why your values are important. And I've talked about this before, but We all need to get really clear on our values. We need to ask ourselves, what do I value? And when you have those core values, pick five, you can have more. And when you see the things in your life that don't even align with that, it's a no brainer to let it go. It's a no brainer. (laughs) It's literally a no brainer. So that's one way is to identify your values to help you make better decisions The second way is what do you desire? We, oh my gosh, I, desire is such a forbidden word for some of us. We've been taught that desire is wrong. We've been taught that desire, oh, you can't have that too. Yes, you can. What do you desire? What gets you stimulated? What is that? What brings out that sexual energy, that desire energy, that passion that just is like, oh my gosh, that turns me on about my life. We have to stop separating our passion and our sexual energy from our life, from the regularness of our life. And I say that because I did that for a long time. You know, the feelings and the emotions that I had sexually for partners, for, you know, men in my life, 
I kept that to the side, but I'm like, no, I want to feel that way for everything. I'm going to feel that way when I eat. I want to be turned on by life. And write down what turned you on. Like, is it a certain restaurant? Is it a certain way that someone does your hair? Is it, you know, a place that you, is it Trader Joe's? If Trader Joe's turn you on, if, tra- if Trader Joe's don't turn you on, then stop shopping there. Whole Foods turns me on. I love going into Whole Foods. So start doing things that turn you on, that evoke that passion, that steamy that fieriness in you and this goes for everything for your relationships both platonic and romantic like do people turn you on and not in a you want to have sex with everybody but is the conversation turning you on are you walking away from that conversation like oh I feel so good about life we have to start paying attention to these things because that is what is stopping us from living We think that we can't have desire and passion and all of that kind of energy in everything we do. We can. We just have not been taught to seek that. You know, if reading, buying books turns me on, I love to read a book. I'm like whispering, but you have no idea. I love a good book. I love a good self-help book. I love a good reference book. What turns me on is book design. When I see a good book design, oh baby, listen, I am like, I need that. I want to touch it. I want to read it. But that turns me on. So I buy books that turn me on, that the design turns me on. I buy things and smells and candles that turn me on. I mean, I have a freaking black teapot and I saw it. I was like, Ooh, I have to have that. (laughs) It was just a black teapot out of target, but I got it. And every time I make tea, I'm like, Ooh, I love this teapot. So you want to start doing those things that turn you on, that invoke that feeling that, get that kind of lust, sexual energy, because that's where the magic happens when you're turned on by life. That's living. And for you, it might be one thing. And for me, it might be something else. You know, I know somebody who loves Tide products and that turns them on. I'm like, well, buy your Tide products. And then they're just like super happy about that. So I say all that to say Your core values are important. What you desire, what turns you on is important. That's how you live. Those are the decisions that you need to be making. What are your core values? What turns you on about life? What do you desire? And then start moving in that direction. And, you know, like I said earlier from that excerpt, forgive your old self. It's not something that you need to run away from. But it's something that you want to thank you. Thank you for bringing me to this point. We I got it now. Thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you for protecting me on my healing journey. And many of you, your healing journey, you do come to a crossroads. It's the new you and the old you. And you're like, damn, like I I, I fuck with you, but (laughs) we got we got to part ways. And. 
it becomes really hard to break that bond because it's helped you in so many ways. It's made a way for you. You are who you are in this moment, listening to this podcast at this time because of your old self, because of the old decisions that you've made, because of how the old version of you helped you out. So we cannot disregard that, but we also have to make peace and tell that version, thank you, I appreciate you. We've done some great work together, but I have to move on. I have to ascend. You can come along, but you can't lead. And so that is the most important thing in this journey of living is that the old self can't lead. It can come along. You can bring it with you, but it can't lead. And you just have to let your old version know that because it's time to live. It is time to be unapologetically you whatever that looks like the best version of you the most healthiest version of you the most healed version of you the most loving fun version of you the silly version of you all of that deserves to breathe and exist now not at any moment when you do this or when you do that. We have to stop. And this is not just for you. This is for me. We have to stop waiting for these moments to exist. It's not a prize to exist. You exist now just as you are, who you are, where you're going, where you want to be. That all matters. So step into that version in the most loving, kind way, because you deserve that. Your soul wants that for you so much. It's okay to drop the stories, to drop that old self-concept of yourself and say, thank you. I appreciate you, but it's time for me to do something else. So that's all I got for y'all today. But I do appreciate everyone who listens. And if any of this resonated with you, please don't hesitate to just send an email and say thank you or to say I needed to hear that. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. But more episodes coming and the podcast is coming back stronger than ever. No breaks because I figured it out. And I really want to make sure that for everyone who listens, that this becomes a source of enlightenment for you and that you can listen and learn, listen and understand. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you don't. Maybe you, it helps you out with something, whatever it is. So I appreciate you all. Thank you so much for showing me grace as I navigate life. Um, but I will tell you this. I'm happy. I'm probably the happiest. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry <laughs> that I've ever been. I love where I am now. And it's it's time to step it up for me. That's personally for me. But I want you all to love it, too. and. That's just a reassurance that when you get through the other side of the biggest part of your healing and you start coming down the other side of the mountain, 
it feels good. So keep going and don't stop and keep doing what you've been called to do. So on that note, thank you all for listening and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Is My Aura On Street? This podcast was edited by Adam Ross. If you loved this episode, please make sure you subscribe and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, bye-bye.